Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. This is the infamous Kurt Price with Let's Go Blues Radio. Wow, the infamous? And you're listening to the LGB Radio Summer Series. Now here's the infamous Jeff Ponder. Infamous? To discuss your picks for the all-time St. Louis Blues team. Infamous is, is when you're more than famous. Welcome to episode 15 of season 12. This is episode number 424, all-time of the often imitated, never duplicated, we're all just a bunch of keyboard warriors. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com, StrikeWithMike.com, and Center Ice Brewery for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Wednesday, August 16th. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all social channels is LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. If you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, take an ad out on Valley Sports Midwest, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Bruce Racine's favorite student, Bill Day. Uh, Kurt Price and producer Austin are on assignment. The agenda for tonight includes discussion about the kind of, sort of, new hire for Bally Sports Midwest and your picks for the goalie positions of the Blues all-time team. All that and more on this incorrigible episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, I am, of course, as I said, joined by Bill Day. I hope you liked a couple of the jokes I threw in the that are a little timely to our first discussion, which we'll get to. But, uh, Bill, haven't had you on in a little while. How are things going? Oh, you know, going well. Um, you know, loving this. Uh, this is season 12 of St. Louis seasons, and it's it's false fall, right? It's yes. Nice, nice, cool August night. Loving it. Now looking forward to next week. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, and I will correct you. I I, uh, I cannot claim to be one of uh, Bruce Racine's pupils. If, mm. if anybody can claim that, it would be Lindsay Middlebrook. I uh, I am I am of the era that uh, attended his goalie camp 
um, Bruce was still playing with the Blues when I was still playing. Oh, that's right. I knew that. <laughs> oh, well, there's a stat correction already on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Middlebrook's favorite student. There you go. That's what I should have said. I'll edit that in later uh, for yeah. the podcast. Yeah, former uh, former New York Rangers goaltender. Also had a cup of coffee with Blues and uh, stayed here. And uh, was the, uh, the hockey director at Johnny Max for years and years. And also the Blues e-bud back in the late 80s, early 90s. Well, that would have been crazy to see him get in for a game. Yeah, uh, at that age, because he would have been what in his late forties at that point. Yeah, at that point he was. Yeah, Whew. he's still with us, right? As far as I know. Yeah, I think he Hopefully. is. Yeah, we should uh, we should seek him out for an interview sometime. Yeah, that'd be great. Talk to his old pupil, Bill yeah. Day. I'm sure he'd remember you. <laughs> I'm sure he would too. <laughs> right. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So again, we've uh, there, there's some big news we'll talk about here with the Blues, but. Uh, Nothing, nothing really going on for me right now. Again, I said it last week, like it's August, you know, right? I mean, there's not a lot going on in the hockey world. Um, I'm still playing summer league. That's really all I've got going on hockey related. Um, I do have a shout out that I want to give tonight. So uh, I actually had a gentleman come out and fix my garage door. Uh, I was having some issues that uh, it was weird. I, I don't know if you ever had this happen, Bill. One day, it just wouldn't open. Uh, we couldn't get any of the, the clickers to work. We couldn't get anything in the garage, the, the buttons in the garage to work. And then the next day, we call, well, we called that day, and they were like, yeah, we'll send someone out tomorrow morning. Wake up the next day, all of a sudden, everything's working. And I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. But I was like, still come out because it's happened once before. And so I'm like, come on out anyway. He found the issue. He fixed it very quickly. Uh, but I just want to shout out from Cardinal Door, which is a great uh, – they were very quick at their work and very good at what they did. Cardinal Door, if you have problems with your garage. TJ was my technician. He was a Blues and Georgia Bulldogs fan. Uh, very awesome. And we found out apparently his wife is a big fan of the show. So uh, I have not seen his wife or talked to his wife. But knowing the TJ that I spoke with, I'm sure his wife is lovely and very cool. Uh, so I wanted to shout out TJ and his wife. I did not catch her name, but uh, very cool. So it was very nice to kind of talk to him. And it was funny because he was like, I kept saying your name. He's like, Jeff Ponder, Jeff Ponder. I know I've heard that name. And he's like, I finally called my wife and asked her, do we know a Jeff Ponder? And she's like, that's the blues podcast guy. And she knew right away. And he's like, Oh, and he looked me up on Facebook and he was like, Oh yeah, that's him. So I was like, man. And he, Made me feel like a celebrity, which I am not. So that was uh, that was very fun. He was a very cool guy. And again, uh, hello to TJ and his wife. I uh, hope you guys are listening and enjoying this summer series as we uh, list off the Blues all-time team. So you may not be a celebrity, but I think this puts you in the category of semi-famous regionally. Yeah, uh, what did uh, Angela Sharp used to call herself on Facebook? I think it was regionally famous Angela Sharp. Yeah. So I'll go with that. Regionally famous Jeff Ponder. Yeah, (laughs) that used to be a thing, I think, in um, uh, game time. Back when game time was still a thing. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's true. Rest in peace, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, regionally famous. I'm going to stick with that. Um, I don't even think that's fair, but I'll take it. Why not? 
What's what's smaller than regionally? Locally famous? Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So official beers of episode number four twenty four. You can follow each of us on the app Untapped app. Uh, Kurt's at seat price twelve. I am jponner ninety four, and Bill's at Billy Blue Note thirty three. And of course, Austin is not on there because he is underage and never touched a beer in his life. Um, Bill, I, well, I'll, I'll start real quick. I don't have a beer tonight. I'm just drinking Old Faithful. I got some Dr. Pepper uh, for probably the first time in my life. Well, adult life. I don't have any beer in the house. And I didn't what realize it until about 8.15 tonight. Yeah. Well, oh I had God. I had like three last night. And I was like, oh, I'll go out and get some tomorrow. And I completely forgot. And it was like 8.15. I'm like, I could run to the store or I could just drink a Dr. Pepper tonight. So sticking with the Dr. Pepper. How often have you been without beer in your house? Never. <laughs> um, seriously, so since probably the last time would have been um, whew, over 10 years ago. Wow. Because I, I always have at least, I have a shit ton of quote unquote cellar beer. I don't have a cellar, yeah. but um I have a cabinet full of beer down in my basement. So there you go. um and I've been acquiring it since right around twenty twelve or so. Nice. So, and not that I I, ha- I think I have one beer that that's old and I'll never drink it, but you know, I've always had some in the background. So you know now that I think about it, I actually do have some of the 2019 uh, Blue Stanley Cup champion beer over there. So yeah, the, the Bud Light, you could go crack one of those. Yeah, I could go but. grab one of those warm ones and see what I think. But I think I'll just stick with the Dr. Pepper tonight. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's it's an August show, right? It, it's yeah. not it's not that big of a deal. So no, yeah, I'll admit if this was like October, November, December, I would have gone to the store and been like, I'm going to go get a beer or a couple beers and and have it for the show, but. Yeah, like you said, with August, it's like, it's August. This is a little bit more relaxed. We don't have our normal shtick. So I'm like, eh, not needed tonight. And, you know, if you would have gone to the store, you know what you would have bought. What would I have Oktoberfest. It's there. Is it out? It's been three weeks. Schnooks in Edwardsville had it uh, before uh, the calendar flipped to August. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. That's so, I feel like it gets earlier and earlier every year. Yep. I remember I saw it in the store and I posted a picture with it. It was like the last week of August and being like, what? We already have Oktoberfest beer. Now you're saying it was out in July. Yes. <laughs> That's insane. Yes. They had uh, many, many different varieties um, from Sam Adams to uh, Shiner. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's everywhere right now. So, man, I, I've I've told you before, like after, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's our side of the river or if it's just the area in South County that I'm in or whatever, but it's like after Halloween, it's become, it becomes like a search to try and find Oktoberfest and pumpkin beer. And I'm like, man, I would rather than them releasing it in July. Apparently I'd rather you release it a little later and then keep it around until Christmas. Because that's yeah. what I do. I go out and buy a bunch of Oktoberfest and pumpkin beer before Halloween, and I just live off that until like January. Yeah, it's it it's crazy. We, you know, and, and again, you know, 
reason number 5,203 that you should move to this side of the river. There's, there's <laughs> always pumpkin beer um, through Christmas. Well, to be, fair, here. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I I am literally in walking distance of Illinois. Like I, the, the JB bridge is right over there. So I can, yeah. I can go over to Illinois anytime right. I want. Um, and Red Roof is right there. You know, that's true. That, that walk down 255 to, to route three and up. Yeah. Yep. Red Roof. If you want to buy, you know, some, um, uh, some really good bourbon at way expensive prices. They have it all. <laughs> That's good to know. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> you can go get a bottle of Pappy 10 for $900. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Totally can afford that. 100%. Yeah. Uh, good use that podcast money. Um, <laughs> how about you, Bill? What are you drinking tonight? I dipped into the back of the fridge. I need to clean out last year's stuff. I found a gem. Oh, You're going to be jealous. <gasps> I have Bad one elves. left. One oh. left. And all its banana goodness is... That is so... Is, I remember the... I, I, this is, is going to sound stupid, but like, I will probably remember for a long time. I don't know if I can say till my deathbed, but I will remember for a long time the first time that I had a drink of Fat Elvis. Um... I was I went to Llewellyn's because Kurt had told me the weekend before he was like, "Hey, I was at Llewellyn's and they have Fat Elvis because I couldn't find it in stores anywhere." So I was like, "That that next Friday, I was like, you know what? After work, I'm gonna go up and get a uh, Fat Elvis." And that's what I did. I just went up there after work, sat down at the bar, ordered a Fat Elvis, and I took a drink. And the bartender, I guess, was like looking at me as I took a drink. And I was just like, <sighs> and like it was just this shock and like refreshing feeling that I got. And I was like, Oh, this is so good. And she just looked at me and started laughing. She goes, you had one of those before? And I'm like, no, this is my first one. And she's like, Oh, she's like, you're going to be here all night drinking that. And I'm like, "Eh, if I do that, I might throw up, but I'm like, just one. I'll take it. Oh, look, who's look who's joining us. Yeah. Mr. Kurt Price is in the house. It's, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the pickleball legend. The pickleball <laughs> legend, yeah. I was uh I was getting uh text messages from people saying, Why aren't you on LGB radio? And I was like <laughs> We didn't so talk so about I, the show. So I had to I had to come on and, and, and give the people what they want. <laughs> who are these who are these people that are texting you? Just everybody. Just uh everybody. Everybody. You just give just... your number out to all of our listeners. Yeah. I just I mean it's out there. People. <laughs> Most importantly, Darren Kimball. Right, Darren right. Kimball, yeah, it. Darren Pang, Darren Kimball, all the Darrens. Yep. Darren's love us. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're the number one blues podcast for Darren's. For Darren's, <laughs> yes. Uh well, Kurt, we're on beer of the episode. Do you have uh something you're drinking tonight? I have a very nice and shiny silver mug of water. So nothing exciting. Oh. Sorry, wow. Bill, you're drinking alone tonight. Yeah. Make it be out Say to I'm... be the alcoholic I'll turn it out to be. Yeah. <laughs> Say I'm Dr. Pepper. That's all I'm rocking tonight. Uh, as I was telling Bill, Kurt, uh I've never I don't I can't remember in my adult life not having beer in my house and I don't have any tonight. <laughs> I <can't>... <laughs> <laughs> never haven't I, I mean I have you know what? Now that you mention it, I'm trying to remember 
when I've been completely out of out of beer. I've always had something in the house. Well, as I was telling Bill, I do have the 2019 Bud Light Blues uh, Stanley Cup beer, but it's warm and it's been sitting in the corner over there for four years now. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just stick to Dr. Pepper. Nice. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's like it's the it's the best of the spiced colas. Would you say? Oh, hundred percent. I I've told my wife before because that is like if if I were to say I was addicted to anything, it's Dr. Pepper. That's it. I I I am not addicted to alcohol. It, it, as as bad as bad as I'm making myself yeah, sound, saying you could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen you I'm in action. I've just never had an addictive personality. I've never been addicted to anything. But like, I really think like if they just stop making Dr. Pepper, I would have a fucking hissy fit for months because I'd be like, "What? Now I got to drink Mr. Pib? He doesn't even have a fucking degree." <laughs> A buddy of mine uh, collects cans of the different kinds of spiced colas. You know, everybody's got their own doctor or mister or something. Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder. There, Dr. I Schnee. had a friend tell me, because I do enjoy trying the different spiced colas, like the, the, the Dr. Thunder. There's a couple other ones that I've had recently. Um, and I, uh, I have a friend that says, like, dude, you should have a podcast or a, a YouTube show where you try all the different spiced colas. And I'm like, I would love to do that. If it wasn't for Let's Go Blues Radio, I would probably do that. That's a great idea. You'd have to, I mean, a buddy of mine who's got like 25 cans in his office or whatever behind him, he's tried. Uh, I could, yeah, we could pitch that to him. That's a pretty good idea. Um, Yeah. They also do the Mountain Dew varieties, right? Everybody has their own Mountain Dew version. And I had a, you ever have Doctor Enough? No. <laughs> there's sounds it, ridiculous. It, it it does sound ridiculous until you hear their slogan, "Enough is enough." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it, yeah, and it's a uh, it's a Mountain Dew variety. It's 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 quite good actually. Uh, Ken Morris jumps in the chat here. Ken, good to see you. We haven't seen you in a little while. He says, "Yeah, I remember tonight's show. Great to see the three gents together again." Yeah, we're kind of gearing up for the season i mean it's you know mid-august we're we're getting there um i don't know if i told you fellas that i'm gonna be in vegas uh the last week of september uh for a bachelor party and uh the first preseason game for the knights uh will be the week i'm there so we are gonna go hopefully to that game uh they're playing the kings so i'll be wearing my kings jersey because fuck the knights but uh yeah yeah, yeah i'm pretty excited you gotta go Kings there, even though I'm not a, I'm not a big Kings fan. Me I, neither. Uh, you know, because the Blues had the rivalry with the Kings for a while. Yep. So uh, yeah, but oh yeah, if it's Kings or Knights, it's Kings all the way. I'm excited about that. I I haven't been to T-Mobile Arena yet. Um, I haven't even been to Vegas since the Knights moved there. So or uh, appeared there. So I'm excited to go. Um, I'm afraid tickets will be crazy because it's the first. It'll be the first yeah. official game. After the cup win, so I'm a little right. concerned, but I'm like, come on, it's preseason. Hopefully, it's not too bad. How was it? I'm trying to remember how it was when the Blues won uh, the first preseason game. Was it nuts? I can't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think I. I want to say I actually got invited we, to that game, but I had something that I couldn't get out of, and I was we like, we were all still too drunk. I probably <laughs> <Yes>. was. <laughs> we still are. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, we're Golden Knights fans have had to have had to go through as much as we have, so I'm sure they're all oh, yeah. drunk too. Yeah, long, long and tortured fan base. Oh, they've had years. so many Six rough years. years. Fuck oh, them, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Fuck them all. Well, we were talking about Darren's earlier. Darren Pang's of uh, uh, Darren Pang, Darren Kimball, people who are fans of this show. Here's another one: Jamie Rivers, big yeah, fan of Let's right. Go Blues Radio. <laughs> You missed Keyboard my intro. Warriors. Yeah, Kurt, that was in the intro. Yeah. Uh, you missed that. <laughs> but um, so uh, our first big news topic, well, actually our only real news topic uh, before we get into the goaltending reveal, uh, Bally's officially hires Jamie Rivers as the Blues color commentator. This was of no surprise to anyone. Uh, he had 27 appearances. I thought it was more. But this was from Dan Caesar of uh, STL Today. Apparently, he was uh, he appeared on the TV broadcast last year 27 times as a studio analyst, 12 times as a color analyst filling in for Pang when he did his national broadcast duties. Uh, Rivers said of the, I guess, quote-unquote promotion, uh, he says, I'm extremely excited. It's an opportunity I've wanted for a long time. With Darren Pang here, I never thought this opportunity would come to fruition because, look, Panger is one of the best in the business. He's been doing it forever. At the time, I thought, why would he leave? Why would there be a reason to leave? I just figured I'd continue to maximize my opportunities behind the studio desk and take advantage of whatever opportunities I had to do in-game stuff. And quote. Uh, Bally Sports Midwest General Manager Jack Donovan says he was the lead candidate from the get-go, but it was a very big job and there was very big interest. We had candidates from not only all over St. Louis, but all over the U.S. and Canada. Some had Blues connections and some did not. There were a lot of people who raised their hand and wanted the job. Um, and uh, this also comes with the news, of course, with Bally Sports, their parent company, um, going through bankruptcy. Uh, but unfor- even through all that, the Blues have been consistent in their ratings. They rank among the top five for U.S.-based teams for the last decade. Uh, so, guys, I mean, there's a lot we can talk about here, but I kind of want to start the conversation around what Jack Donovan said. Um, he basically said there was a lot of interest. Listen, Jamie Rivers, it, it, the the problems he's had with our show in the past aside, um, <laughs> I think he does a fine job. I'm I have I'm not upset about this hire. Um, I think he's he's you know a lot of times I think he's actually outperformed Darren Pang in some of his commentary. There's a lot of times he gets out the telestrator and what he says makes a lot more sense than some of the stuff that Pang has said in the past. So I'll give him the, the, the thumbs up there. But my question is, he's, he was the lead candidate. We all knew that. But um, saying that there was so much interest from all over, I'm sorry, Jamie Rivers was the <laughs> best option of all that interest? I'm sorry. I, I, that was the thing I said from the get-go. As long as they do their dil- due diligence and don't just hand the job to Rivers, I'm happy either way. And maybe he was. Maybe he really was the best option. But I just find it hard to believe that there was that much interest in this job. And Jamie Rivers is the one who stands out as the lead best person for the gig. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's he'll be fine, right? right. Um, he's not he's not going to blow my skirt up. Um He's not going to bring the same energy or the same uh, likability that Pang had. But, I mean, you know, that's why you say nobody can replace Pang, really, in that regard. Uh, 
I mean, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not even when the news broke, I was like, nah, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was coming, but it's like, it doesn't excite anybody. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it, it's, it's a safe hire, yeah. right. It, in, yeah, we all, you know, like, like Jeff said, everybody knew it was coming. Um, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I I was hoping for uh, the CBC boy Joey Vitale. Um, I, I would have preferred him, um, you know. But you know, Rivers has has put in his time, um, and yeah, we'll we'll see what he does. You know, I, I I think it's it's something that he's been, you know, he's gotten uh, some some real life experience and you know some some uh, in season trials, like you said last year. Um, he's okay, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, we, we won't have, we won't have all the, uh, you know, the, uh, golf chatter that, uh, used to take Pang off of course, uh, all too often. Ah, um, but you know, I don't, I, I feel, I, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a step backwards. We were able to bring in a nationally, you know, when, when the job was open last time, I, brought in a, a nationally recognized talent and now we've got you know local boy does good right he's he's at this point a uh st louis uh uh you know like he said in his uh his statement today he's from canada born in canada but he is a st louis man now right so adopted child of st louis so yeah. i'll 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 give him that distinction just like kind of like brett hall he's an adopted child at this point two two comments in the chat uh, <laughs> uh, Brandy Capone and uh, Matt Harris both uh, s- sad that we didn't get the gig. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> could you imagine poor John Kelly if the three of us were in the booth with him? <laughs> uh, who, who's down on the ice though? One of us has to be down on the ice between the benches. That's got to be uh, Bill, right? It, whoever whoever has the best Rob Ramage impression, I think. <laughs> yeah. Back up to you, Ken. That's his best line. <laughs> that's a good call. I don't know. Um, I think it's Bill. I think Bill's the one that's got to sit down yeah. the, between the benches. That means you got to interview Baruby. Oh, uh, that would be great. <laughs> and the star and the star and number one star of the game too. Right. That's true. Um, yeah, and it's it's not going to be you know not going to be easy this year with uh, you know Tarasenko getting a third of the games and you know uh, playing to the crowd every time. There's going to be some variety this year. It's going to be a tough gig. I I really pray for Jamie Rivers. Yeah, and and again, I and I think Matt Harris actually says it pretty well here. Um, My only complaint about Rivers is he just feels very basic or vanilla. Just want to hear him say "fuck" or something. Well, listen to his podcast. You'll hear. I was gonna. Well, he doesn't do that anymore. He's on the radio now. Well, he's he said he told somebody. Well. Don't they release their show as a podcast? Yeah, but he's he does something curse. because he because he replied to somebody on Twitter just the other day uh, after he accepted, and they said he stood in the podcast, and he goes, "Yep." And I wonder what he meant by that. Maybe hmm. he's I don't know. Does he do another podcast? <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he means the release of the Fast radio Lane. show as a as a podcast. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I don't think he does a podcast anymore. He's just been on the his one his two gigs have been Fast Lane and um yeah uh, the Blues. And so. when he had the when he was doing a podcast, yeah, he would cuss like a sailor. Yeah, oh, he cussed yeah. like a hockey player. That's, yeah, he did. So, 
Yeah. No, and, yeah. and, you know, again, I, I know we've had issues in the past, and for those that don't know, it was back when he was, what is that even called, the Blues NHL podcast? Yes. Um, with him and Darren Kimball. It really, our beef wasn't even with him. It was with Darren Kimball's awful, terrible, ridiculously bad takes. and Old Rivers, school guess, mindset. Just yeah, like and Rivers kind mud. of agree yeah. with them, and we were just kind of like, you know, hey, that's not really how it is anymore, and then we just got blasted by Rivers for absolutely no reason. Called um, us keyboard warriors. Called us keyboard warriors, and I'm like, okay, we're not keyboard warriors. We're literally on a podcast debating with you. That doesn't make us keyboard warriors, <laughs> but whatever um anyway we need to find that because you still have that clip right i have the clip somewhere yeah okay we need to get that in our open for this year that's what i was about to say the same thing that's gotta come yeah with him yeah with him taking over the role yeah we should we should have it dubbed where like one of us is just like now you know we have uh, an open and say like and now here's keyboard warriors (laughs) yeah we can do something like that um but anyway so I, I'll agree with Matt, and, you know, again, I have, in terms of his broadcasting ability, I don't have any problems with Jamie Rivers. I wasn't upset, and I said this uh, when Pang left. I'm not heartbroken over Pang leaving. I'm okay with it. I'm actually cool with the new voice coming in as a color commentator. Um, but, yeah, it's just a very vanilla hire, and it was just one of those things, too, where we all saw this coming. Like, there was no – Well, we said, that. Maybe... we said it was coming before they yeah. even – yeah. As soon as Pang, I would say ninety five percent. I was ninety five percent confident that it was going to go to Jamie Rivers, no matter what. Like Joe Micheletti could have walked in and been like, "I'll take oh. a forty percent pay cut to come back and work in St. Louis." They were still going to give the job to Jamie Rivers. I'd rather have Micheletti than Pang. Oh, me too, hundred percent. And, sure. and I, I, he, I'm trying to think back real quick. He's the best color analysts we've ever had. I think. Right, I'm trying to go back. I don't think. I mean, you go back to the Gus Kyle days, right? Gus yeah, Kyle and uh, that's... and uh, 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 Kelly. So Dan hard Kelly. for me to comment on that because I didn't hear that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes there, but I would say of, my of guys the, I've heard the earliest right. that I remember as a color commentator it was Joe Micheletti. So going back that far to what early '90s, late '80s, late '80s. Um, yeah. Yeah, I going back that far, it's Joe Micheletti 100% for me. Yeah. Yep. And him people, and him and Ken Wilson were people, great. People saying that um, you know, there's and I know a lot of it's recency bias, but literally people in like the Facebook comments of this announcement and then the announcement when Pang left of calling him the goat. He is the goat of broadcasting, Darren Pang, and I'm just like <sighs> I mean, he's he's got a great resume. I mean, if you right. go, if, I mean, he's been you know, all the NHL.com stuff and the national broadcasts, uh, NBC, NBCSN, you know, whatever they're doing, ESPN. Um, I mean, he's, his resume is second to none for color guys, right? Pretty much. I guess that's – so you look at that and you can say, okay, yeah. But it, but when you hear, hear him every game, right, uh, during the season for years, um, and I like I like Peng, but, you know, there was – and like you said, I, I agree with you, Jeff, I – I'm not overly upset that he's that he left. I was, you know, yeah. we we, we he, talked about the the you know the 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 hometown bias uh, uh, slant and how it just was so extreme sometimes, especially when the team was struggling last year. Um, it just got really old really quick. You know, it was like just well, tell it like the, it is. We want to hear 
your the, the talking truth. shit on younger players too. That that yeah. got annoying very quickly too. Like, yeah. okay, so a veteran makes the same mistake, and you're not going to say anything about it. Yeah. See the yeah, and the problem with all that is, is that they you know they're they're friends with all of them, right? So they, right. I mean, most and most of the veterans. So you know they've, and I get it. You know you don't want to rag on a guy too much if he's your buddy and. And you you have to talk to him every day and get information from him, right? As for to to talk about during the broadcast, you don't want to piss him off, have word get back to him that he's getting trashed on the air, you know. I mean, I, I I get it. He's kind of playing the politician's role in a way, right? Where he wants to keep those communication lines open with the players too. Uh, Matt Harris says not to exaggerate, but paying is part of what got me into the Blues and hockey itself. I'm gonna miss him. Um, and hey, I'm not trashing anybody who thinks that. I'm not saying you're wrong if you like Darren paying a ton. It's just for me, I'll admit, I wasn't a fan when he was hired. I was like, oh, my God, that really annoying guy who just laughs into the microphone the whole game. <laughs> but, you know, I did warm up to him a little bit once he came here and, and he was doing the blues stuff. And and he is an excellent hockey ambassador. Just hmm. great. Uh, loved having him as part of the blues for that reason alone. But, you know, I'm just saying I'm not going to miss him that much. It's not like like I saw people literally saying and they're they're just being assholes. But people literally saying, well, guess I'm not tuning in since Peng's gone. And it's like, if you're watching the Blues because of the color commentator, you're not watching hockey for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's lame. Yeah. Your your priorities are gone. You know, I, I think with, with Peng, you know, that towards, you know, I, I, I think the timing was good for him to move on. Because I think, you know, even our commentary on him over the last couple of years was getting more abrasive. He's just his his shtick was starting to wear thin, um, you know. And and where where does this team go? You know, like we won the cup in nineteen, and you know now, you know he's it's a great opportunity for him. And I I think honestly, I think it's a really good hire for Chicago, right? They they were getting panned for the post the first year uh, post uh, Olchek and Foley. Um, they're their uh, broadcasts were just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they were given, you know, some, some younger talent uh, a chance and it wasn't going to work out. And now they've got Connor Bedard. They need somebody who knows what he's talking about. And, yep. you know, Peng will be there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a shrewd pick for them. Um, well, how many holy jumpings are we going to get now with a Connor Bedard goal? You know, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> literally, we hear that in NHL highlight reels with Blues right. goals. Now we're going to get it all the time with Connor Bedard goals. So it's only going to help his um, uh, persona and and kind of lift his name even more than it already was. Right. And and two more points. So one thing we will never have to experience again. Schwizzle Schwartz. Oh, I hated that. Thank God. I hated Good that. Riddance. It was so dumb. I was so forced. And then on the <laughs> point of on the point of Jamie Rivers. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> but uh, on the point of Jamie Rivers, you know, they could have got back to the coyotes well and brought back Tyson Nash. And thank God. That yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> I was actually kind of hoping, and I don't know if he was even up for it. Um, from what I've heard from Jamal Mayers, I think he does a very good job. He did some Chicago games last year, and um, I've liked his work. So I, I was kind of interested in that. I don't know for a fact, but I know that before 
Uh, Carlo Koliakovo has shown interest in coming and joining the Blues broadcast. So that would I've have never been heard him. I've never heard him do any kind of. He's on he Toronto done? radio. He does yeah. a radio show. Yeah, but I've pretty has damn done, funny. Has he done games? I haven't heard him do any. I've games. I've never heard him do games. So I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he even was involved in this one. Um, I'd love to ask him. I I might actually do that. But um, yeah, it would have been interesting for him. You know, former players. I'm sure a lot of former players showed interest. Um, I wonder if like a Jamie McLennan. I mean, he probably does very well with TSN, but. You got to wonder, maybe, because he always talks about how much he loves St. Louis and loves coming down here. So um, I'm sure there was a lot of interesting names. And again, that's kind of going back to my original point of Jamie Rivers was 100% the obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, I find that hard to believe. I, I can't, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but if there's not bankruptcy issues going on right now and they got to kind of, you know, because again, at this point, you think about hiring someone. You've already got Jamie Rivers under contract, so you're going to be bringing him back next year anyway. Might as well just bring in a guy that you already have under contract, give him a little pay bump, and that way you're not spending a lot of money for a company that's going bankrupt. I think that's just the obvious choice for them. And for me, it's like it makes me wonder if they weren't going through these bankruptcy issues, is Jamie Rivers the obvious choice? Who knows? You know what's gonna? You know what's it kind of annoys me is that the the whole um, idea that Darren Pang is going home to Chicago, you know, for for to do the broadcast because he played there, his whole what two seasons <laughs> in the NHL. <laughs> it was it was three three ish eighty four to eighty seven. He played one game in eighty forty five. So yeah. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Right, it counts. Okay. How many that's, games hey, you that's one more game than I've played. 81 oh, yeah. games total, so not even a, well, two seasons for a goalie. 80, 81 <laughs> games played. But, yeah, so it's like, uh, you know, how many years was he here? 12? What was it? I don't even know. Um, 14? But, um, yeah, whatever. Yep. Chicago can have him. Take him. Good luck. <laughs> in Chicago. Now, good luck to Jamie Rivers again. I know we've had our our beef in the past, um, but uh, I hope he does a good job. Again, it's it's like the product on the ice. You know, whenever we talk about players we don't like, what do we always say? We hope we're wrong. We hope we go into this year and player X is unbelievable and we win a cup because of this guy. It's the same way with color commentating, I think. If he can deliver a great product and can help uh, John Kelly deliver the game in a well thought out and meaningful way we're all happy so prove us wrong jamie rivers <laughs> who would have been matt harris asked uh, who would have been the worst option to replace panger <laughs> i mean the worst is going to be somebody you know a basketball guy that's never watched hockey right but uh right but i think he's talking about <laughs> hockey personality right like people that could get the job would be the worst one uh mm-hmm. probably I'm... the three of us <laughs> yeah, people that could get the job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I'll stick with my joke, Tyson Nash. Right? It, that would have that would have yeah, been bad. That I mean, that's that's a good one. Uh, I don't. I mean, Ty, yeah, he's so annoying to me on on the on the Arizona broadcast. Uh you know who I don't like, and I, he would never come here. He never played here or anything, but. And this might get some flack from people. I'm not a Jim Fox fan. Hmm. He kind well, of annoys me. Either. He came here. That's true. But, you know, with the Kings, I, I don't know. I just, 
I think he overanalyzes sometimes and it just gets yeah. annoying. So I'm I'm gonna and I'm not even because he's like the worst at his job. I just think it would piss me off. I'll just go with Jim Fox. I you know what? I mean not to not to not to rag on the hometown, <laughs> but I'm not the biggest Vitaly fan, to be honest, on the radio. Huh. I think he's grown into that role pretty well. I think at first I was not a fan. I am now. I you know, I I, I mean I Maybe, but I just, to me, he just yells a lot, and I and it's I don't know, it's more more yelling than I don't know. It's just kind of not my thing. Matt Harris says my pick for worst replacement would have been either Jonathan Taves or Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Green. Okay, if we're going that far. I'll say Rudy Ow. Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, he would be worse. He would be worse yeah. than, uh, than TG. I, I, yeah, I heard he sought asylum at the NBC Suites tonight. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not the four seasons, right? Yeah, the the landscape, landscaping, <laughs> yeah, the right? landscaping. Area. <laughs> yeah, oh, one of the goodness. oh my god, one of the funniest things in politics ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, well, uh, we are going to get into our um, big reveal for the two goaltending spots of the all-time team for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so we will take a quick break here, and when we come back, we will be talking about that. So don't uh, go anywhere and stick around. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car, and the very next thing I do... I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase 1 provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period 2, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerized Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of 
of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Hey, getting to the comments, uh, Mary Woodruff Ponder. Hi, guys. Hello, Mom. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. I'll try and not say fuck or shit too often. Uh, yeah, there's some chatter going on. Uh, I love what Ken, Ken Morris asks. Uh, I don't know what kind of show you think this is, Ken, but he says, when is Austin Lynch going to show us his photos from his Route 66 drive with his dad? Uh, do we want to have a Let's Go Blues radio or it's just like a like an old-timey slideshow of <laughs> vacation trips? I don't think people want that. <laughs> Has to be a different kind of show. Has to be like a like a hangout, like a round table, just hangout show, like a mm-hmm. like a drive time, uh, talk radio show where they just have all kinds of just casual topics. Yeah, yep. no, I I think we we reserve that for a Discord only show. Yes, agree. Uh, Matt Harris responded to Ken and said, uh, uh, "Austin is no longer on the show due to the allegations." <laughs> <laughs> That's that should be in the opening when he's not on. Yeah, <laughs> due to the allegations. Oh, instead of on assignment, now it's due to the allegations. Due to allegations, Austin Lynch is no longer Austin not with Lynch the is show not on the show evening. today. <laughs> uh, That's good. Uh, well, okay. Um, sorry, weird comments. I guess my mom commented to her own comment. Uh, and you see that how it shows up in our chat there? I guess we've never had that happen before. It says replying to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just weird. I I don't know. Uh, sorry, uh, restream issues. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he says Austin is no longer on the show to the allegations to specify. Okay. Uh, so we are actually before we get into talking about goalies, I promised last week I completely forgot to do the giveaway that I wanted to do for the uh, second centers. Uh, second group of centers that we revealed, which was Adam Oates and Gary Younger. So we're going to open that uh, up here first. We're going to give away uh, this uh, TJ Oshie uh, rally towel. Uh, for those who remember that from whatever that playoff series was, I want to say it was Blackhawks, but I could be wrong. Uh, so we'll be giving that guy away to our winner. Oh, hang on. There she is. Uh to Carrie uh, on Twitter at Carrie six one two one nine, Carrie says he or she I, I don't know I, that's a I'm not sure uh, says younger fans don't have a reference point for Unger but damn was he good and that flow was incredible uh, and I did add a photo uh, to kind of show that flow for those of you watching on the YouTube's and the Facebooks and the Twitters. Um, but, uh, yeah, beautiful flow from Gary Unger, something we probably didn't mention enough last week, uh, cause that should get him on the team alone. It's funny how, uh, every time Gary Unger is brought up, uh, they talk about how great he was and they have to also mention his flow. Yep. <laughs> his hair was amazing. <laughs> it was. 
because <laughs> uh, the days so before care- helmets. So, uh, you yep. know, so you saw the flow more. You saw a lot of hair, and that was in the seventies. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of hair uh, was was to be had. I uh, <laughs> we could I take that down a very dark path. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, well, seventies porn, right? Anyway, yeah, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why you know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh jeez. No, uh, so, I, I always like to make the comment during uh, COVID where was wearing the masks and the guys that would have the big beards and was wearing a mask. I was like, oh, it looks like 70s porn. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, I mean, uh, plenty of people look like 70s porn stars because we all just kind of let ourselves go. We just let the hair go. We let the beards go. Yeah, it was very much 70s porn in America in, in the 2020 year. Um <laughs> But Carrie, uh, Carrie six one two one nine. I will be reaching out to you if you get if you hear this first. Please uh, reach out to us. But uh, yeah, you are the winner of our TJ Oshie rally towel. Uh, who TJ Oshie made this team? So which makes total fucking sense. Good, good, uh, good. I, I was I was always a bigger. I, I liked Oshie a lot. I thought. Uh, do you really think he belongs on the the what is this fifty fourth year team? No. But I like that he's getting the love. So was it Bill that said if you were a high school girl when he was playing, you definitely yeah. voted for TJ Oshie? Well, you were in danger <laughs> when he was here. <laughs> yeah. You were either in danger or lucky. Yeah. <laughs> right. Depending right. on your frame of mind. Right. True. Uh so we uh, are gonna reveal our goalies now. Uh so for the remember as a reminder. Uh, the 35th year team, the Blues revealed in uh, 2002, Curtis Joseph and Glenn Hall uh, were the two goalies who made that team. And we'll get into uh, talking about a snub eventually that uh, Bill and I got talking, Kurt. I don't know if you agree. That was a bad call because I believe this was just picked by the Blues. I don't think it was voted on by fans. Uh, I believe at that point, that's already a bad call by the Blues. Mike you should have been on that team ahead of Glenn Hall. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I do. I, I I mean, there were some people who were wanting to know, like on Twitter, you know, uh, when are they going to retire Glenn Hall's number, the Blues? And I'm like, I don't, I mean, yeah, when he was here, he was fantastic, but he was here, what was it, two, three seasons? I mean, yeah, you he can't, wasn't here I, that long. I don't care how good you are. You you could be one of the best players in the league, but if you're only here for two or three seasons, you're not getting your number retired ever. Um, you shouldn't. And And to be on the all-time list, I don't, I don't know. I don't. You'd have to do some pretty phenomenal things, uh, and and there would have to be a lack of other quality players of that position for you to get it. And uh, yeah, the fact that Liut uh, is there and is not there um, is kind of a crime because he all time wins leader, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, and he's been that way for a long time. And yep. Bennington will break it, assuming he doesn't get hurt and uh, plays his contract out here or traded. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And yeah, I thought that was a snub to start with. Um, and yep. yeah, so we'll we'll get into talking about Liut maybe on this team, maybe not, but I'm sure we will get into discussion about him in a little bit. Uh, first, before we reveal our number one, uh, Mike Teasdale says it is Brent Johnson's time. Um, yeah, not not so much. Uh, I will say that I I do have a note here where I have to mention Brent Johnson later, so stay tuned, Mister Teasdale. Um, but our first reveal. It is somebody who was on that 35th team. It was the starting goalie. It is Curtis Joseph. He uh, takes number one spot for goalie, voted on by you, the fans, and also, of course, our panel 
was very involved in that as well. Uh, so Curtis Joseph, uh, he uh, he's had two all-star games in his career. One is a blue and one is a Maple Leaf. Uh, he led the NHL in save percentage in 1992-93, and uh, that was a .911. He actually repeated that number the next season. And I think the season before that, he was at .910. So just a pillar of consistency in Curtis Joseph. And for those who might hear the .911 and think, that's not great. Um, era. That was in the high school scoring era when anything over nine was really good. Yep. So. Yeah, if you were at like 899, you were still considered playing very well, playing mm-hmm. very well in goal. So yeah. if you're over nine, that's huge. So he did that three t- three years in a row with a bad defense in front of him. Uh, so 93-94, he faced the ninth most shots against in one season in NHL history. I want to say it's first in the modern era of what they consider it because a lot of the other ones were goalies that literally played the entire season. Uh, didn't even really have a backup. Um, but yeah, that was 2,382. He is also ninth in uh, most saves in NHL history in one season at 2,169 from that season. And then again, that year, 93-94, 9 save percentage and a 3.1 GAA. And again, with the era, 3.1 GAA is actually not terrible. It's pretty good. Uh, because again, teams are scoring five, six goals a game. So if you're keeping them down to three, especially that blues team, uh, you're winning a lot of games, which he did as a St. Louis blue, uh, his stats for the blues all time. And, uh, and again, talking about goaltending. Now we've talked in the show many times that goaltending numbers are a little skewed here in St. Louis. Cause we can't seem to hold on to a goalie for more than three or four years, but it is still impressive. The numbers he put up. Number three in games played at 280, number three in wins at 137, number two in shots against at 8,750, number two in saves at 7,940, number six in save percentage at a .907, number three in minutes at 15,987. Single season uh, numbers that he has, uh, in 1993-94, his 36 wins ring second, uh, shots against, uh, it, so talking about all the seasons in, in, in Blues history, uh, three of the top five spots uh, in shots against in a season. Uh, he has uh, at least in three of those top five spots. Same thing as saves, and then in minutes, he's uh, two of the top five spots in a single season. So played a lot of minutes, made a lot of saves, uh, and faced a lot of shots. Uh, Curtis Joseph, number one, we'll go to Bill first, our goalie guy. Uh, is this deserving? And uh, what are your thoughts on Curtis Joseph uh, being the number one goalie in Blues history, at least for this all-time team selection? Um, no. Um, those numbers <laughs> are super impressive. And damn, he was super, super exciting to watch, right? And, you know, I give him one or two more years here without getting, you know, run out of town by Mike Keenan, and I'm all for him being on this list. Um, but you know, his, his star rose when he left the team and, you know, I think it's, it's kind of impossible to separate that, um, from, from just his time when he was here. Uh, I mean, he just imagine if, if he stays here, um, you know, so many things, you know, it's, it's kind of the impossible error to say, well, if he stayed here, how many other people would have stayed here, um, you know, with. Keenan, you know, and the, the revolving door. Um, but 
imagine if he's here with a slightly more stout defense, right? What what could this team have done? I mean, again, think think all those numbers are super impressive, but I I think his uh, what he did when he left St. Louis um, has carries more cachet um, than than other people, and um, you know I. I would I would argue that Bennington ahead of him and uh, Liute ahead of him as well, and uh, I mean that those those would be my two picks. Um, of course, Mike Liute, and and so I don't know. Is, is now a good time for me to 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 do my my soapbox? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, um, but let you guys... so before you before you do that, let me just ask you one question: Do you put Brian Elliott ahead of him as well? <sighs> um. They would be very close, uh, neck and neck. Um, both both uh, Wisconsin Badgers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, both guys that had great careers at Wisconsin. Um, and uh, I, I mean, Elliot, uh, you know, he came out of nowhere for this team. Joseph was, you know, when he when the Blues were able to sign him as a uh, you know free agent coming out of college, um, you know, that was a coup. Right. But at that point, he was expected to be the guy. Right. He was going to be the future of goaltending for the team. Brian Elliott was signed as, you know, third third string goalie. And he comes in and, you know, basically plays Yarrow Halak um, out of a job. Thank you, Barrett Jackman, for injuring Halak in the playoffs. But um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think Elliott probably deserves it a little bit more than him. Um, given that he was the guy that got us over the Blackhawks hump in the playoffs, right? I just know, know if Joseph, like when he was here, the, you know, the fight, you know, the, um, Joseph and Shovel Day, that is an indelible moment in this team's history. And, you know, I, I will never forget where I was at that moment. Um, but all time team, yeah, I, I think they're, probably those three other guys above him there. And I'm, I don't even know who I voted for. Uh, I forgot, but um, there are a number of names. Would you like like, to know? Yeah. Well, keep in mind, you didn't, I know you didn't have the opportunity to vote for Joseph because he was already on the 35th. Your your two picks were Elliot and Liu. Okay. Right. Um, So, and there's a, there's three or four names that are interchangeable. Right. And for different reasons, uh, you know, Liut, Bennington, Joseph, Elliot. I think those are top four to me. And f- you could make an argument for any guy. Uh, Bennington, the cup run. Right. That is like we talked about that last week. Right. With uh, with O'Reilly. Um, he's got the cup. It's it's a it's a it's a it's the trump card. It's the mic drop. Right. So um Curtis Joseph, probably the most exciting goalie to watch in Blues history, the most fun. Um, so acrobatic. Um, probably the most athletic goalie we've ever had, maybe. Can we um, also say, and Bill, you you were well you were more than welcome to trump me on this. Um best mask design? Yeah. Out of out, so. of out of the um most the iconic masks. For yeah. sure. I mean, I'm mean, Brian Elliott called back to it, right? It, yes. it was yep. that iconic. Um, yep. 
you know, and and it was, you know, he went on to have some pretty, you know, everything else. Um, I think it was after he left here was when he took on the Cujo persona, right? Mm. When he was here, he was Curtis the Cat. It, it wasn't Cujo until maybe the very end. Um, but I, I don't think that showed up on his mask until he was, I don't know, maybe it was that last year he was here. It was the last, it was the last couple of years, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, it definitely took off when he was in uh, Edmonton and Toronto. I so. think when he went to Toronto, he was with a better team probably too. Yeah. So that helped as well. But once yeah, Toronto it, gets a little more cachet too. Yeah. And more, more press, more, you're under the microscope more there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Brian Elliott has got the best numbers, goals against average save percentage and shutouts in Blues history. Um, so, I mean, it depends on what you want to focus on. And Liut, all-time wins, right? And uh, uh, hard to argue uh, against that, too. So it's like it, it's really what do you want to focus on um, and what's important to you when you're making this call. Um, I don't know if there's a bad choice for first or second. Um I, and I I chose Elliot and uh, Joseph. Uh, Joseph was my favorite goalie of uh, Blues goalie of all time. Um, I just liked him. He was fun to watch. And uh, Elliot, um, I just remember liking watching Elliot play and just thinking, holy shit, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, I like Bennington, you know. And he was just flat out good. And uh, it was annoying to me that it, that that that. We made that, like, okay, so they weren't going to give Elliot the starting job. We made that trade um, to bring in, um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, what, which trade? Goalie. The, the, the goalie brought in lost to the Hawks. Um, uh, Ryan Miller. 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 Ryan Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they weren't going to give Elliot the number one job, and they brought in Miller and shipped out Halak. I would have been much, I, I said at the time, I'm like, I'd rather have Elliot as the guy with Halak backing him up than to make that trade for Miller. Um, if, if you're going to make a move with goaltending, just make Elliot the number one guy. That's what that's what I would have preferred to see them do. But whatever. So um, I, I just remember going to bat for Elliot a lot during that era, and mm-hmm. then the numbers backed up where I was. So I was like, I, oh, yeah. I you know, yeah. so um, yeah, the way I, that yeah, the way it totally unfolded with him after we got knocked out by the Sharks, right? And he he went to Armstrong and said, "I want to be the number one guy," and Armstrong wouldn't guarantee it. So, right, you know, he, he uh, um, Danny Lemieux him, trade me right fucking now, or you know. yeah, and I don't think, think got... I, I think it was more you know uh, a uh, a mutual thing at that point, but yeah, yeah and then, terrible then... terrible way to see him go out. We were so I... close against San Jose. I agree. Yep. And then the trade, the pick we got for him, we picked Cairo. So, yeah. you know, got a, got a, got a, a really, uh, hopefully, a really, really good uh, uh, player in the future. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully, yeah. he doesn't get, doesn't flake out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, but, he well, figures it out. Fig- yeah, he yes. needs to figure it out. He needs to figure it out. You know, play a play more of a complete game. Just, just, or well, rack up a hundred points. You know. If you're not going to play defense, you better be scoring 100 points. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, well, back to Joseph. Um, I just want to uh, say that for me, we talked about the color commentator discussion earlier, that for me, like my earliest memories watching Blues hockey, Joe Micheletti and Ken Wilson were on the mic. Same for me with Curtis Joseph. That's the first goalie that I really remember watching and just being like, okay, this guy is like, this isn't just any run-of-the-mill goalie. This guy is fucking good. Um, and I just, my sister was obsessed. She had 
like three Cujo posters in her room. Uh, we used to, she, she bought a Cujo Jersey. She made me get one too. And so we used to wear them when we go to the games together. Like Cujo is a big deal in our house. Um, and so, um, you know, when he was let go, you mentioned earlier, Kurt, um, you know, if he just would have had some defense in front of him, how much better would he have been? Imagine if Keenan wouldn't have run him out of town and we got the McKinnis pronger, even though, yes, it was a young pronger, but, and I'm not saying Curtis or uh, Grant Fior wasn't great with that team uh, in his early years with the blues, but imagine that improved defense with Curtis Joseph back there making acrobatic save after acrobatic save. And again, you mentioned it, Bill, he became more well-known in the NHL as a great goalie. Once he left here, went to Edmonton, went to Toronto. So who's not, to, who's to say that if he wouldn't have stayed here, that still wouldn't have happened. And it would have been okay. Cujo saved their asses for years. Now he's actually got a defense in front of him. Let's see what he can do in St. Louis. And unfortunately, we just never got to see that play out. Would you rather have had Joseph over Fuhr for that uh, that run against the Red Wings? Well, that doesn't fucking matter because Nick well, Caprios would have just I, killed him. I, I, I know, I was, but that's the but Fuhr was so good. Yeah, right? I was going to say I would rather have Curtis Joseph over John Casey. No offense to yes. John Casey, he yeah. had a really good run. He did. But... He did. He fought, man. He battled. God, he did. He yeah. played well. But yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. That's a tough call because, like you guys said, Fjord, that that year, he 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 had a resurgence. He was ridiculous that year. His best so, goals against average and save percentage of his career were here. Right. Um, eras, behind a really good defense. So. Yes, and eras matter. You know, clearly yeah, sure. he right. was playing in an arrow in Edmonton where it was just run and gun all the time. And their the style. Yeah, their style was – you know, let's go score a goal and he's back there to stop everything else. Right. So, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say which one of their have. I mean, I'm going to say Grant Fjord just because I saw it and I know how good he was. And I really do believe if he doesn't get hurt, I think the blues win the cup that year. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll say Grant Fjord, but who knows? Maybe in that situation when that's happening, maybe Joseph Lake is in a different spot. Maybe he doesn't get hurt by Kiprios. Uh, so who knows? But I will say that, that, just the thought. I and mean, I remember that year with that defense. And then they went out and got Gretzky. And even with Fjord playing so well, I remember having that conversation in my house, in my living room with my family. Like, what if Curtis Joseph was still here? How different would this team look? You know, would it be better? Would it be worse? Would it be the same? And so that question came up every year. You know, when the Blues won the President's Trophy, what if Grant Fjord was the goalie back there and not Roman Turek, you know? What if they go to the playoffs against San Jose and he just shuts them down, you know? We'll never know because Joseph got ran out of the town way too early. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and again, you mentioned the fight, Bill. That's just – it's so funny. And, and for anybody who listened to the Behind Enemy Line series I did uh, the year after the Blues won the Cup, uh, when we did the Philadelphia episode with the Snow the Goalie podcast um, – the guy, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but there was two hosts we had on. One was named Anthony. The other guy is a younger guy. Um, we talked about how, like, a memorable moment for Blues fans, and even us as, like, you know, the four of us, or the three of us being kind of even younger than the generation that saw it, the, the fight of the Plaguers going into the stands and fighting the, the Flyers fans. And he started laughing, and he's like, 
why is that such a cherished memory for blues fans? That's crazy. You guys are nuts. And I'm just like, anyone who's over the age of 30 remembers how awesome it was to see these, like, act, not the staged fights. I'm talking real fights. And you'd see that stuff, and it stuck with you. And for us, I know we will be in our 70s, and we'll still be talking about the Curtis Joseph-Tim Day fight. Like, that's one of the greatest moments for me as a Blues fan. I remember just jumping up and down in my living room like, oh, my God, this is insane. And to see that, and, and for fans that were there and witnessed it live, like, that's just an incredible moment. And Curtis Joseph will always be cemented in Blues lore for many reasons, but that one alone stands out to Blues fans. So our next reveal, talking about fights and feisty, uh, our our uh, number two pick, it is not Glenn Hall, it's not Mike Liute, it's not Brian Elliott, it is Jordan Bennington, current Blues goaltender. Um, is he, I'll have to check, is he the only current Blue that made this team? I think so. Yeah, he is. The only current blue to make this team. So I, I don't know why that just dawned on me. It should have dawned on me before we started talking. Uh, but he is a Stanley Cup champion. He is an all-star uh, in 2020. Uh, best season as a blue. No surprise to anyone here. 2018-19, 32 games played, 24-5-1, and 9.27 save percentage, 1.89 GAA, which led the league, by the way. Uh, and uh, five shutouts. Uh, he finished second in Calder Trophy voting for uh, Rookie of the Year. I think we, the three of us, are we in agreement? I think he should have gotten he it sh- personally. He should have won. Oh, I think he should have won. Yeah. yeah. There, I, you just, I mean, the numbers alone uh, warrant uh, yes. But also, if you look at, you know, how he put the team on his back and turn, helped was a major reason this team did a complete turnaround. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and went on that crazy run. And I know you're not supposed to figure in playoff performances, but I mean, and go in the distance and win in the cup. Holy fuck. Yes. He was the best rookie that season it, 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 without question. Well, anybody that says he of, wasn't, is just, is, is, is oh, he hasn't it was played a tale games. of two seasons too, because Pedersen was the one that won that year. Right. And he, he broke second out. Half. Yeah. He broke out that first half and was incredible. And it was like, hands down, no one's even going to challenge this guy for the Calder. Then he cooled off dramatically, and it was like so. When people were like, "Well, Bennington didn't even play the full year," and it's like, Pedersen so really didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't do much that second half. Like there was games where I'm sure the coach was like, "Damn, I want to sit this kid because he wasn't doing anything that second half." So I, I'll stand by. I think Bennington should have won just because the and just the goaltending position. Come on, I mean, Bill, the most important you position. Speak to it better than anyone. Most important position in yeah. Hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it. It was a, it you know, Patterson had like you said an amazing first half, but he got figured out, right? And he he also, you know, probably wasn't ready for the rigors of a full eighty-two game NHL season. I mean, that's a slight frame he's got there. And uh, Bennington, you know, the timing was better in in Bennington's favor coming in in the second half of the year, but that run, right? I, that is just that is what you want to award those kinds of things right he 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 is the guy that came in took team dead last took them to the stanley cup again that 
playoffs aren't supposed to matter in this case i think you have to make it matter and <laughs> it, it was it was completely wrong but yeah. for this exercise we're doing here this off season it completely matters and we get to award it yes and for all of those exact same reasons he deserves to be on this all-time team uh, let's go through some quick blue stats for him. And remember, these are all in counting. Uh, these will continue into the season. Uh, so he's number five in games played at 223, number four in wins at 117. So actually, the next person he has to catch there is Curtis Joseph. Uh, so uh, if he gets 20 wins this year, he will tie them, which tie him, which I believe he will. Uh, number four in shots against at 6,402, number four in saves at 5,802. Number 10 in save percentage at a .906. He's tied for sixth in shutouts uh, with 12 with the aforementioned Brent Johnson. Uh, number five in minutes at 12,946. Uh, is, he holds a lot of great uh, distinctions in a single season. And remember, these are a lot of these are 2018-19, but some of them uh, do come from other years. So he is tied for ninth for wins in a season at 30. Uh, shots against, he is uh, at 10th for 1,826 in 2022-23. So, yes, this last year, as much as Thomas Grice and Joel Hofer played, uh, that is the 10th most shots against a goalie has faced in Blues history. That goes to tell you how bad that defense was. Uh, Save percentage, uh, he is 7th uh, in his single season in 2018-19 with a point nine two seven. GAA uh, 1.89 in 18-19. That is a second best single season by a Blues goalie. And shutouts, he is uh, tied for 10th. Uh, 2018-19, he had five. Uh, and again, I think in shutouts, we're going to see those numbers climb, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, we you know, we already kind of talked about it here a little bit. Um, Jordan Bennington right now, and yes, I am... Call me an apologist, if you will. I don't feel like there's anything I should be fucking apologizing for. Um, I think Bennington, hands down, when it's all said and done, as long as the Blues continue to improve uh, after this year and move on, and I think he can lead this team to another Stanley Cup. I think all the advanced statistics, and again, if you listen to the show, you know what we think about advanced statistics. They're great, but man, with goaltending especially, I don't think they really paint a full picture. So I think it's totally unfair when uh, the Wyshynskis of the world are like, well, but his advanced stats are terrible. Well, he's facing 15 backdoor chances a game. So let's take that into account. Uh, advanced stats take it into account, Jeff. They take it into account. They take everything right. into account. Everything. Is still, the thing that people don't understand <laughs> about advanced stats, and I know you guys, I think, Kurt, you even said this on the show. You still have, there is still a person who is rewarding points or awarding points for each shot taken. So like there is still a, it's not all computer generated. There is still a person that has to determine a high danger or low danger chance. And to me, a lot of those decisions are flawed because they're a lot of times, I think they're just looking at the position on the ice. The player's at not anything that happened before it, like a stick breaking uh Pareko turning it over in front. You know, something like that. They're not always taking that into account. So I think it's totally unfair to base anything on goaltending on own alone advanced uh, advanced stats. One of the one of the problems I have, the big problems I have with advanced stats that, and well, you touched on one of them, um, but also the advanced stats take into account 
um, shot history. So they, they've compiled years of data as far as, you know, uh, oh, this shot and this situation from this spot on the ice uh, was stopped, you know, this percent of the time. And so if your goalie allows that goal to go in, then uh, if, if, if most of the time that shot is stopped, then that's a mark against that goalie, right? And it hurts their advanced stats. And my argument is there's not a single goddamn situation. There's no shot history. Every, every single shot is different. There's something different about every single shot. You can't say, well, that exact same shot was stopped by, you know, whoever, you know, uh, last long. week. And so, you know, Benicia should have stopped it this week. Or 85% of, the, of, of those shots in that area are stopped by goalies. So Bennington should have had it. And I'm like, did it take into account all kinds of little intricacies that go into each play? Uh, no, it doesn't. And it, it, it takes, in, it takes into account shot type. It takes into account shot location. Um, and I think it even takes into shot defensive positioning, but it doesn't take into account how much of a screen there was or, you know, uh, or whatever, or if a, if a goalie just made the save, uh, a great save, a second four just hopped up, you know, and then, Oh God, it went in because he was still recovering from the previous day. There's all kinds of little, and, and Bill can attest everything's different. Every shot is a little different. Sure, there are similar shots, but everything is different. So, And shot history plays such a big role in advanced stats, saying, well, you should have had that because stats say that goalies should make that save. What? You know, watch this particular instance and, and how the players are set up, how they're positioned, what's going on, and uh, just common sense. If you're, if you're well-versed in, in hockey and you, you've, you've studied the game for a long time, you could say, okay, well, yeah, maybe he should have had that one based on what I'm seeing in front of me, not based on, you know, uh, numbers on a, on a paper. So, you know what I would love? And I think this, if I was still um, doing reporting and, and media stuff, I would, this is something I would actually do because this idea just popped in my head. So if anyone, Mike Meyer, whoever's listening, who maybe has the time and is like, I'm reporting, I'm going to do this. Do this. Find out, like Kurt just said, shot history. Find some some shots that are considered to be the same. So, you know, two weeks ago, uh, Vasilevsky made this save, but then one shot was taken on Brian Elliott, let's just say, his backup, and he doesn't make the save. Let's do a video comparison of shot history of what is considered similar shots. Let's just see how similar the situations actually are before we say, well, yeah, that's the kind of save a goalie should make because in shot history, it shows they normally make that save. But it's like, like you said, not every situation is the same. So let's right. see a side-by-side -side comparison of these shots that are apparently the exact same thing. And, 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 uh, and, uh, and the, the type of shooter, is he a goal? How good of a goal scorer is he? Is he, a, is he how, what level sniper is he? Is an A plus sniper or just a B plus sniper? You know, or how much whip did he get on his stick? Did he get all the wrist shot or 80% of the wrist shot? You know, it's just like, I, just because it's from a spot and it's a kind of shot, it that's not shot history. That's there's every, every single shot's different. Every single one. <laughs> well, Let me come anyway, uh, my, my dogs were, were busy talking. So sorry. Um, no, they're, there are a lot of variables, you know, like you said, that, that play into everything and everything's different. I mean, it, how many shots in a season are taken when, you know, after a player has broken a stick and gets the wrong stick off the bench? 
right? That's going to play a major factor into that shot. But, you know, I, I think the advanced stats crowd, you know, is going to say, well, over the course of the season, you can you can compare all of those because it normalizes with a larger population over the course, you know, as as you have more and more data. Right. Yeah. But it, it's still that, you know, there's so much more to the game. Right. It, stats should be complementary. They should not be primary. And I think way That's too good. many people like take that. That's good. Well, so. Bill's our wordsmith on the show. Any, so. any, anybody who's played hockey knows that every single, there's no identical situation where everything's exactly the same. There's, there's no shot. I mean, yeah, like you said, Bill, there, there is data they can compile and you can get similar situations, but nothing is exactly the same. So you, it, it's just, and a lot of things they would never even know. You know, like, uh, like, like I said, like, a, like if somebody gets a, a one-timer, they don't quite get all of it, right? They get like 80% of the slap shot as opposed to another guy who gets 90% of it and it happens to go in. That is that factor uh, Matt in? Harris, I, no, no, it doesn't. Matt Harris says, I think we can all agree. All goalies are bad. There's not a single good one. Uh, <laughs> I think Kurt and I will agree with you. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they're, when they're facing our shots, they are. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I so uh, I, I back to just Biddington in general. Um, again, we've we've sung his praises on this show. Does does he have bad games, bad weeks? Sure, hell yes. There was a stretch last last season. I called him out on it. Uh, he had a stretch against it was on a, uh, on the road. I remember Pittsburgh and New York uh, Rangers were two teams he played, and I thought he was awful. Uh, so yes, he's had his stretch. He was awful two seasons ago for most of the season. <laughs> yeah, when uh, right. it was over, right? Okay. It was it was the playoffs, right? When he yep. redeemed himself late in the yep. season, the last what half dozen starts, he was better. Yeah, you could tell yep. it was coming around, and then playoffs, he was like on. Yep. So yeah, I uh, yeah I I think overall his body of work speaks for itself. Now again, we're always going to hear as long as he's a starter, even as a if, even if he turns into a backup here in St. Louis, uh, we're always going to hear. Well, he's declined since 1819. And we've said on this show how many times we all knew he would. There was no, again. When, when he, you start at the peak, where do you have to go? Right. And, like, right. if he continued that stretch, uh, again, so in 1819, 32 games played, 24-5-1, and 927 save percentage, 189 GAA, five shutouts. He continues that the rest of his career at this point. Heading into the 23-24 season, he's, a Hall of Famer. he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah, like he's he would be that good. He I'm gonna be guess no one's Vasilevsky. No one's done that since uh, no one's done that in 50 years. Uh, yeah. put in put like five straight uh, under two GAA seasons together. No one's done that since uh, the Sawchuck era. I'm gonna guess, yeah. right? I, I don't know. I have, I'm, I'm guessing the dead puck era. The dead puck yeah. era. Dead puck era. There, yeah. I'm sure Hashik and. You know, sixteen came close. Um, not below two. Hashik yeah. had some, but not below, not that many in a row below two. No way. Probably not. Yeah. He probably write it. Probably, probably be the guy that would be the closest to it, though. Hashik, yeah. 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 He had, he had some, some insane years in Buffalo. Yep. Yep. But, uh, no, I think, um, yes, he has declined since his first year, and that was totally to be expected. People forget. And, and well, it's funny. I see people forget. I remember getting in arguments with hockey teammates that next year, 1920. Was he the best goalie in the league? No, no but I good. think he was still 
very good. I think it was good. Um, yeah. He was good and, enough to win. Sure. I remember people, uh, there was a guy on a hockey team I was playing on, I don't play on the team anymore, but I remember him just being like, well, we need him to play better uh, because, uh, man, he uh, he was not as good last year. And I'm just like, he was fucking great, dude. He was exactly what this team needed. Um, if he can find that form again, he, now, again, I'm not saying he's been awful, completely awful since then. He's just been a little bit more streaky. If he can kind of regain that form, and a part of that is an improved defense, I think we are going to see a better Jordan Biddington this season, personally. I think, yes, defense is pretty much the same, with the exception of a couple guys like Perunovic and Tucker coming in a little bit more full-time. But with a better defensive coach, and I do already – I haven't even seen him coach a game yet, and I think Mike Weber is already a defense, better defensive coach. Uh, I think we will see a better season out of Jordan Bennington. Is he still going to have his naysayers? Hell yes, because he's a fiery guy, and for whatever reason, fiery is not cool in the NHL anymore. But um, I do think we're going to see a better year this year out of It's a bunch of whiny Avalanche fans that have a problem with him. Wild fans too, man. Yeah. I got in some (laughs) heated debates with wild fans about it, which I thought was so funny because they were saying stuff like, yeah, enjoy missing the playoffs. And I'm like, we've won a cup. Uh, enjoy <laughs> losing out in the first round again, which is what happened. You so. know, people will rip on that season after the cup and say he wasn't very good, but they're 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 remembering the bubble, right? I mean, he, yeah, no, he wasn't as good as the season before, but like I said, you, you're not going to repeat that. But uh, he was good. He was good. He was good enough to win easily uh, that team. But the bubble, something happened in the bubble, and the team just went to shit, including yeah. Benson. So well, uh, that was I mean, that's an exception, I think. Yeah. Bo Meester goes down before the bubble. Yeah. You get to the bubble, and how many people had been afflicted with COVID and just weren't there? Yeah. I mean, David Perron already had it three times at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That's um, a good point, Ken. Bennington's married now, and he right. would either be mellow or more angry. Marriage right. can do it, weird things for a player. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, that's kind of like, you know, uh, for a different show maybe, but, um, you know, we, we, we kind of have to wait to see what happens with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Do, do they get to that point, right? Do, do they get to that uh, next summer they get married kind of thing and, oh, now they're going to settle down and, and take it more seriously. Um, I, you know, I, I think Bennington, um, you know, he's, he's shown signs of maturing over the last two years. And, you know, that, that is an excellent point. Um you know, with, with him uh, having gotten married and, and is, uh, you know, maybe starting to settle into life as an the, adult. And the next step is when players have kids, right? That will yep. change a player too. Yep. yep. So I will say, I do feel like, and it we should have gotten it last year, shame on the refs and the linesmen. I do feel like he gets one fight under his belt. He calms down. Oh, yeah. I really, I feel like he wants that one fight and, God, we should have gotten it last year. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the whole hockey world wanted to see it. You well, let and, him go. You let him and go. It's just because – and the whole hockey world wanted to see it because right outside of St. Louis, at least yeah. Blues fans, it was shut that motherfucker up. Mm-hmm. Like, let people get that or let the Blues fans get what they want and say, see, he's not a giant pansy. He's actually wanting to fight, which I think – 
Blues fans are justified in saying that now, even because he was going to go. He's but fought, but he may fought in the minors. I mean, there was he, still he, people, there was still wild fans giving me shit that night that were like, oh, no, he clung on to the linesman. Yeah, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Watch the play, dude. <laughs> the that is up. not at all what happened. He was trying to get at Flurry. They wouldn't let him. And if they, if they don't, a linesman, you're getting yeah. a 10 game suspension. If the officials don't get in the way, they go. That was yeah. no question. Yeah. Yep. Well, Biggest travesty of last season. Yes. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it would have been. I think if it just would have been like comforting for Blues fans to like finally see some of that frustration get out. You know, it would have been so nice. Yeah. Uh, panelist votes. So again, Joseph and Glenn Hall were off the table. I voted for Jordan Biddington and Brian Elliott. Kirk, we mentioned earlier, Elliott and Liute. Austin never registered his uh, his votes, so he didn't vote for anyone. Uh, Bill voted for Jordan Biddington and Mike Liute. So kind of we all kind of voted for the same people, but um, I do want to say, and, and again, I said this earlier, I think without Glenn Hall on that 35th team, I think Mike Liute is easily in this conversation. I would have loved to have seen how that vote would have gone with Liute involved because he was just outside of the top four. Okay. Uh, uh, do, do you have the numbers? If if Bill hadn't have voted for Bennington, does Liute get in there? Does does his did his, did his vote make a difference? <laughs> that is a great question. Let me look. Uh, Bill, why don't you go ahead and um, show us what you uh, yeah. want to show us? Yeah. So I I I am going to shame all of you. This guy, this guy oh. right here. That's this badass. Guy, he yeah, Sebastian Chavoti. Um, uh, cool ice images. I have a whole bunch of these that are going up on that wall. Um, different goalies, different eras, but yeah. Um, Mike Liute is the reason why I became a goalie. And now this is the part, this is the part that's going to get you. You see this, you see this, you're breaking this kid's heart, <laughs> right? This is um, five year old me. Look at that snow and, on the pads. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, we we didn't just take pictures. We practiced and did took pictures. Nice, right? But but you can't really see it all that well. But the top smudge is up here. It's Mike Leute's autograph. Very Leute's nice autograph in Philadelphia, nineteen eighty two. Um, had breakfast with him and Rick Hines, and they both signed that. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, you're all of you that didn't. Vote for Liute and didn't promote him and didn't love him. You broke my heart tonight. So uh, if Bill does not vote for Bennington, Bennington does still be out, beat out Liute with one vote. Mm. So, um, but Thank you, I will say that would have been killer. <laughs> if one of us didn't vote for Elliot, Kurt, uh, then Liute I, probably would have beat out. Elliot. I voted for Liute, no, Elliot though. But yeah. I, I think my vote for Elliot is probably what did it then. Uh, you didn't so, vote for Leo, though. Uh-oh. I did not. I voted for Bennington and Elliot. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> well, he, yeah, say, it's, Bill is wearing his, okay. his Ryan Elliot jersey tonight. So It's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I love Brian Elliot as well. I, I, and I will say, that was probably, for my votes, that might have been the hardest one for me. Because I did sit there. like I, I wrote down... Bennington, I remember, I remember writing down Bill Bennington and Elliot, and then I like sat back and I kind of, you know, like sat back, wait a minute, and I thought about it for a couple minutes, and I looked up the stats, 
And I'm like, ah, Liut, oh, and it just went back and forth. And I finally just was like, you know what? Go with your gut. Go with Elliot. But yeah, it was it was close for me. So was Hall... I, I might have been the reason Liut didn't make it, Bill. <laughs> was was Hall ever a consideration for you guys to be in the top two? No, it just never got to see him play. You know, yeah. it, that uh, those early teams, um, you know, God, I mean, he was he was the reason, right? But he also had Jacques Plant as mm-hmm. as his tandem partner. Um, yeah, I it, I I think. I think for me, you know, that the title of the year was never not something that I could ever overcome. Right. Like I said, he, he really was the reason why I chose to be a goalie and why, you know, when, when I got to go see him play um, late 1979, I think uh, was my first game. Pretty sure he was in goal. Might've been, might've been Heinz, might've been Stanowski, but Whenever I was on, you know, whenever by the time I was in organized hockey long enough that they would allow me to say I wanted to be goalie, it was because of Mike Lee. Right. I, I, I want to be Mike Lee. That's my guy. And, uh, yeah, it's. Mm. I think if I was around and I, and I saw Hall, if I was older and I saw Hall play, uh, maybe he get consideration for me. But the fact that the, the double whammy, he was before my time and he didn't play here very long. So that was a yeah. double. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I mean, like with Oates, yeah, I voted, I, I wanted Oates in, but he, you know, he didn't play her very long, but I saw him play. Yeah. So there's a difference. Yeah. I, so uh, for those that don't know, the uh, panel, why we didn't go down the, because usually we get on the rankings the panel had for the goalies. I didn't have them do that this time with goalies because there was only four and that all fit in one poll. For Twitter polls, you can only have four options. So I thought, well, Kind of unnecessary to do that. What would that even mean? Uh, so I didn't have him do that. But I, I will say that if I did rank them, I probably, I probably put Liu to three. Um, I do think, and I know others might not disagree. I I go back and forth depending on what day you ask me. I do think I end up with Joseph Bennington as one and two. Maybe it's Bennington Joseph one day. Maybe the other it flip flops. I don't know. But I think. Stronghold number three, if I were ranking them, would probably be Liut, uh, even though I didn't vote for him. <laughs> but overall, just because, again, I didn't really see him play either. That was slightly before my time. So that's kind of factors in for me. But, man, when it comes to the stats, what I've heard from other people, Bill included, Mike Liut was a hell of a blues goalie. So it is it was odd to not even have him in the vote to be here. It was hard for me not to vote for Joseph. Joseph, my like I said, my favorite goalie. I didn't, I didn't vote for him. That was tough. I mean, it was it was a tough one. This was this was hard. There were votes for Jake Allen. Yeah. So let's go ahead and mention that. Uh, other players considered here. Uh, we have Glenn Hall, obviously Brian Elliott, Jake Allen, Grant Fior, and Mike Liute all got votes. Um, would you like to know who voted for who? I, and, and is this is this an order of votes? The, uh, Allen got more than Fuhr? Yes. Jake Allen had one more vote than Grant Fuhr. <laughs> All right. Would you? Yeah, who, yeah I'd love uh, to. You know what, panel? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say who voted for Jake. So who voted for Grant Fuhr? We'll do that first. Uh, Vanessa Graff and Jason Martin voted for Grant Fuhr. For Jake Allen, Vanessa Graff, Luke huh. Korak. 
and Dr. Nighthawk all voted for Jake Allen. Hmm. Really? Uh, Dr. Wow. Nighthawk, this I know, longevity? is an Allen, Allen fan, and she is not a Bennington fan. So that probably factors in a lot. Okay. She's an Avalanche fan. She can't be a Bennington fan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, Alan has longevity, and I think is a byproduct of longevity is wins. But other than that, he doesn't have anything. He was so like so predictable. Every year, he would just not be good for you know really important stretches of the season. Yeah, I know. Right? it was like January to March. He just one of my favorite quotes from this goal. show. One of my favorite quotes from the show, we had it in the open for a long time when Alan was still here, was Bill Day saying, um, yeah, Blues are going to be fine until January and February when Alan forgets how to goalie. (laughs) And it was. It was clockwork every year. So Alan got more votes than Lute? No. uh, Alan Alan had three votes. Lute had four. Okay. The way the votes work, and again, close. keeping in mind, this does not include Joseph and uh, Hall. So yeah. Bennington had six votes. Elliot had five. Leute had four. Allen had three. Fior had two. And this is strictly for the panel. Um, that is not the Twitter votes. So Man, Grant Fior did get votes, but he only got two. We I, This panel needs to like have a huge roundtable show. So yeah. we can. I would love to. We can hash that. this stuff out. That'd be great. Like, why'd you vote for, why'd you put Ellen on there? Well, this, 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 this. And I'd be like, oh, okay. But, man, I'd love to hear their argument because I don't know. I mean, like I said, he's got longevity, which he accumulated a lot of wins because of his time here. But he was not great. I mean, he, he had a great run in the playoffs against Minnesota. That was his best playoff series. But, I mean, and it he was had. also Agnes Pay Arby's. Yes. Yes, it was. and he had he had some nice stretches and during season, like any goalie, he's a, he's a talented guy. But of all the guys on the list, you're going to choose Allen, really? I'm going to run through a very quick list here, just looking at Blues leaders all time in goal of certain stats. Who would I rather have on this team than Jake Allen? Let's play that game. Uh, so we'll go. It sounds like we'll twelve to, for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got uh, obviously Bennington and Joseph uh, who made the team. Basically, everyone that got a vote here. So, Liute, Hall, uh, give me Jacques Plante, even though he was here a very short time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take, again, Give Fjord. me Manny Legacy over Ellen. Give, give me Manny Legacy. I agree. <laughs> like a uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't give, know. Oh, give ooh. me. Uh, 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 Osgood. Give me Osgood before uh, Allen. Ooh. Mm. Yep. I don't know. Mm. Yes. Yes. Uh, give yes. you know a name we haven't mentioned. Friend of the show, <laughs> Greg Millen. Give me him. Oh yeah, Wamsley. Give me Wamsley over. Uh... Give me Rick Wamsley. Give me Yaroslav Halak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give me Halak all day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I take all those guys over Jake Allen. Sorry, I, I, I've always said I don't hate Jake Allen. He just he did not work here, and no. and I think no. the problem was, and it was like Eric Brewer, right? Like it was. Not only did he not work here, he just kept getting shoved down our throats. And it's just, stop it. He's not a starting goalie, at least for the Blues. Maybe somewhere else. Not here. He's not the guy. Stop it. And what happens the year they finally fully replace him? They win the fucking cup. <laughs> the, yeah, so the with Jake Allen, right, he is, 
he never never made it to what the Blues wanted him to be. But during the 2019 run to the Stanley Cup, he was exactly what this team needed to be, right? He he was, you know, he was a guy that, uh, you know, played the perfect role for Bennington. And, you know, without him, I don't think Bennington's got the right uh, mentality. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly as, as a starter, as, you know, from, from uh, what he did uh, as the uh, the guy that was given the most opportunity to be the number one but could never run with it, yeah, it, he was so disappointing. And there are so many more people above him. Yeah. I don't think I'd put Wamsley above him. I think that's a little harsh. Oh, Riendo. Um, that's a little harsh, too. Guy Hebert. Um, I, so another personal connection. I've, I've got his pads hanging up in my garage right now. So no. Why are they yeah. not hanging up behind you? Oh, you wouldn't put Abear in front of, uh, in front of Alan? I would. No, yeah. he wasn't here long enough. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he was a better I... goalie. He was a better goalie with us than Alan was. Yeah. I only look he at was here. What a season and a half. Uh, uh, yeah, two, two and a half. I thought. Two, Two two years. Yeah, and then he. It was between him and Joseph who the Blues would protect, and the Ducks yeah. took. Gee. And he and he had some great years with uh, Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two seasons, uh, thirteen and thirteen wins and losses. He was good. Yeah, okay. Was. That's not that's not a lot of time here. No. But still, I, and I would argue a couple. You said Chris Osgood. I don't think he was here long enough. I think if he stays. Um, I would have been fine with that. He was 35 and 28. Yeah. I I thought he was okay. He was better than Brett Johnson. Sorry, Mike Teasdale. He he may have been, but he also wasn't, you know, enough to get the blues over the flu in 2003. Oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. (sighs) That, that was just one of those that just bled into that blues lore, right? You know, like, the one year this team could probably have gone all the way, everybody gets the damn flu in the first round, and they lose a 3-1 series lead. Unbelievable. Uh, that was, that was speaking of speaking bad. of goaltenders, I, I, I don't know what show it is, but I know Mike Rupp is on it. Um, it's a video cast. They had Chris Pronger on. Did you guys see that interview by chance? It was very recent. He talked about how uh, Roman Turek, and this is a direct quote, he said, Roman Turek loved his beer. And he talked about how in 01, he pretty much drank every single night. Uh, I don't, I don't, he didn't say to what extent, but you know, as a professional hockey player, drinking all the time, that's not great. Apparently, he's, he faults a lot of Turek's issues um, against Colorado. The fact that they had an eight-day break, and I guess Turek, after they beat the Stars, he told his teammates, I'm not going to drink this whole break until we play. I'm not drinking, which apparently he never did. And so he takes this break where he's not doing his normal shit, and then he comes back against Colorado and just looks awful. And Pronger (laughs) even like broke down plays where it was like he would lay his stick down and it would be up in an angle. It's like, what are you doing? And it's like, his normal habits were just gone because he wasn't drinking beer, which That's is just kind of hilarious. Drinking <laughs> beer and listening to Iron Maiden. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, yeah, so our two goalies, Curtis Joseph and uh, Jordan Biddington, are your two goalies. Um, before we get into talking about what's up next, uh, guys, any closing thoughts on our goalies uh, selected for the all-time team? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's um, there's like four guys that are interchangeable to me. You know, it's it's, it's tough. It's it, it all depends on what you value, uh, what's important to you in in an all-time greatest player. Which there's no no rules. It's just you know everyone has their own checklist. Of what players uh, check the boxes for you to vote for them? So, um, yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, this is probably the toughest one for me personally to choose. Um, not that we have like an, an amazing run of goalies to choose from, uh, that put in the time enough to, to be qualified to do this. But, um, yeah, they're like four, for me, there were four guys. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I could choose any two and be, not be, not be, you know, criticized too heavily. So I feel like with a lot of teams, it's like clear cut. Like it is these two guys. I don't think it's that for the blues at all. Like, I feel like we could run this poll next week with, <laughs> Liut interchanged right. and maybe even like, I don't know, uh, Grant Fjord instead of someone else. And we get a completely different result. You know, there are a lot of people listening that uh, will listen to this podcast and they'll, they'll be yelling at their, at their phones or their computers. And they'll be like, you know, when we're comparing goalies that are like, you know, we'd rather have over Allen or in the top four or whatever. And they're just like, cause everyone's got an opinion on goalies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like that's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's, everyone's a goalie expert. If yep. you look oh, at social yeah. media, everyone is. Right. Yep. <laughs> not Bill, though. Bill's the only one that's not. No. I think you did, that dude doesn't dick. <laughs> I, think, I, I think on this I show, we've, we, we've, I mean, we've discussed uh, goaltending at length every week. And when Alan was here, I mean, I just remember so many conversations about who I just wasn't getting the job done. And it's just, you know, I that that. You know, his record is 100, what is it? How many wins? 149 or whatever it is. Um, it's up there. Uh, um, it's quite a, and his yeah, 100, loss, 148 wins. Yeah, his, his, his win-loss record's good. Uh, it's just, I mean, but he was here forever. <laughs> yeah, so, so with the Blues. every opportunity to be yeah. number one. Yeah. yeah. With the Blues, he was 200 and, well, I'm sorry, 148, 94, and 26. Which is a so, great record, but yeah. I mean, how many games were won six to five because Jake would give up two or three bad goals at the end of the second or start of the third? I think that was the thing for him is that he he it was it was infrequent that he turned in a great game. It was always yeah. like good enough to get the job done with the offense that we were able to put up on the board, and so uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna pulling stuff out of my ass now, but I'm just, we, we talked about him for so long and about how we want to move on from him. And um, so I'm, that's where I'm at with him. That's the beauty of having a podcast is you can literally go back and listen to those episodes and hear us talk about how done we all were with Jake Allen. I mean, how many episodes did we even title like Jake Allen does it again or it's January, which means Jake isn't a blue. You know, Jake's not on the ice. You know, whatever it is, like that was the discussion and, for so long. And maybe that's unfair of me because that makes me biased against him. So maybe it's a little unfair. But you know, it's that's where I am. 
but it was the truth. And and I, again, I have nothing. I, Bill said it really well. He was perfect for the the, the cup run. He did exactly what a backup should do. But yeah. I mean, I asked, my, I asked Mike McKenna about that actually um, about how because a lot of a lot of people were saying about how he would imitate the other goalie, right? And so the Blues could practice on that style goalie in, in practice. And uh, I had heard that some people will say, well, that's what every backup goalie does uh, for a team. But they're making a big deal about it with Jake Allen. And I asked Mike McKenna, and he was like, uh, it, not like, not the way Jake Allen was doing it. He, he was like, he excelled at it. Um, it was right. just like something that he did better than he had ever seen a goalie do before. It was just, it was impressive to him how he was doing it. So, okay, okay. That makes right. sense. So he's very good at charades, is what you're <laughs> telling me. I I think he's going to be a great goalie coach if he, if he, that's what he wants to do, um, you know, with his career over. I I think he should get every opportunity, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was either here or Montreal that he got that shot. He is he as as the you know when he went to Montreal, he became beloved in that town as you know a, a, at best a one B goalie. Um, and that's that's hard to do in that that market. But he's from there. Um, his family's there. Um, you know, and uh, if if he you know once he left St. Louis, I was happy that he got to go to Montreal, and and got to experience that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think only an insanely good goalie coach in the future. All right. Well, uh, up now on our Twitter poll is the utility vote. So, again, we mentioned last week that um, all the positions have been filled. Um, So we are officially getting the three utility spots that would fill out a normal 21-man NHL roster. Um, 21. Is that right? Yeah, 21. Uh, So uh, in that utility vote, so basically it's the top three players in this. So only one player is not going to be included. In the top three, those three will make it. The last player will not. In that vote right now, it is Barrett Jackman, Brendan Shanahan, Alexander Steen, and Pierre Turgeon. And uh, what's next? None. We're all done. This is the last vote, folks. So uh, that is up until Sunday. So if there's a player in there, Jackman, Shanahan, Steen, Turgeon, you think should be on this team, get on our Twitter page. It is the pinned post. Get on there and make your vote today. Last I checked, who's winning that that poll? Uh, I believe it's Steen. Yeah, I'm going to protest. I'm, okay with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna over Shanahan. I'm gonna protest this this show, uh, the upcoming show, if Steen beats out Shanahan. I I'm not, I'm not coming on. I, Bill, do you have a? I don't have a problem with him beating out Shanahan. I think they both should be on the team, but Steen's longevity with this team and and what he meant to even a cup team. I think that yeah. plays in a lot. No, I I get it, but I mean Shanahan is one of the best players of all time. He's a 600 goal scorer in the NHL. He scored 50 goals with us. He's he was a he became an elite player with us. I mean, I just I, I, it depends I, I, on I don't, how you I, look at it. I, I, think, I think it's recency you, bias. I think it's the only reason this team's that's winning. possible. But I think part of it too is that people are looking at Shanahan's time as a blue, which sure. was great, he but was he wasn't great. here that long. He was here. What four seasons? What, four years, but Steen was here. Yeah. What eleven? Yeah, still. I mean, Jackman I mean, was Steen here. Was a blue. He was Jackman here a was, long. Well, time. if he was here a long time, he should be. Yeah, a, but Jackman should... sucked. Uh, sorry, Jackman was. Not, <laughs> Jackman I was, was not a fan of Barry Jackman. Jackman. Was he was fine. He was fine. He had shoulder issues. I know, but I'm sorry, you shouldn't be in the everyday lineup if you're going to 
complain about it. Well, not him, but the coaching staff says, oh, well, he's playing injured. Well, then don't fucking play him because he's not effective. Well, I don't think he'd play at all. It was like it was like his shoulder wasn't going to get any better. Um, yeah. I have heard from a reliable source that uh, Barrett Jackman's legs are almost as nice as mine. Whoa. <laughs> we'll have to test that theory out sometime. <laughs> I'm not no, I, so that vote is uh, is going out right now. You are so proud of your legs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, so that vote is up right now. I did win a contest, goddammit. <laughs> I was actually told um, by my high school team and actually in college, too, that I had the best legs and ass on my team. I didn't agree because I think I got a bubble butt, but apparently that was in at the time. Hey, well, you know, go on a cruise. You might win a contest like I did. Maybe I will. <laughs> I got to shave my legs first. They're pretty hairy. <laughs> and you could uh, um, too. It's like when you, when you shave your body, you dive in the water. It's like, it's like you just slide right in. There's no friction. <laughs> Make sure you comment why you voted the way you did or why you didn't vote for someone on that Twitter page, uh, on that Twitter poll. And you could have your comment featured on the show, and you could even win a prize like... That's probably how a seal feels swimming through the water. (laughs) Like this bad boy right here. I'm not going to put it on. I don't want to taint it. But uh, it's beautiful. (laughs) St. Louis Blues pink knitted hat. Uh, perfect for the pink at the rink nights. Uh, so this is our next giveaway. This was a giveaway last year. I think it might have been the pink at the rink giveaway. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is a beautiful, very well, very comfortable knitted hat uh, for the lady in your life. Or maybe you're a dude who's comfortable wearing pink like me. Um, but, uh, yeah. Is it a light awesome salmon hat. color? <laughs> I wear light salmon, too. A light salmon color? <laughs> That's from something. Friends. Friends. When uh, Ross oh, uh, yes, loses, yes. Ross loses his pink shirt, and he calls it a light yes. salmon color. It's light salmon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wear a lady shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, any closing thoughts from the? Uh, and by the way, I think this is the first time this summer that the three of us have been on together. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, we're, the season's getting close. That's the way that's I see right. it. Yeah. That's right. We're, we're wanting to knock the rust off a little bit. Preseason yep. games. Yeah. Spring training. Spring training. Yeah. We consider this our <laughs> spring training. I like it. Well, all right. Well, uh, that'll do it, folks. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 15 of season 12 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. For Bill Day and, uh, well, I said the absent Kirk Price, you are here uh, for Bill Day. Hey, you weren't here at the start, okay? Back off. 
I was not. I'm here now. You were up. You were uh, out because of allegations, right? Yeah, I was <laughs> due, to, due to the allegations. I was due to the allegations. not able to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> For Bill Day and Kirk Price uh, and the absent producer Austin, I am Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. City's back on Sunday. Let's go City. Let's go Sexy Legs Contest. Bill, we are say city. something. We are City. <laughs> Let's say you gotta say something for the podcast listeners. Uh, uh, no, they're not important. They're not important. They, <laughs> they don't care. make up pointing. about ninety-five percent of our audience. <laughs> they don't mind. They don't they, mind. They can hear me pointing. I point that hard. We love you, podcasters. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. (laughs) You thought I was going to say, son of a bitch, didn't you?